Well, Happy New Year, uh, and welcome to the first podcast of 2020. And we're excited to be here. I'm, for those of you who don't know, I'm Maurice Jones, and uh, I'm uh, delighted to be back with you. I've got with me today uh, Annie Donovan, who is our uh, COO, uh, and in addition to that, is running our Bay Area office for us, uh, for which we're grateful. And uh, Annie, Happy New Year and welcome. Happy New Year to you, Maurice. And um, it's great to be here. I'm really excited about 2020. Well, terrific. So let me um, let me start with uh, your. Uh, giving us uh, actually a sense of your professional biography before Lisk. Tell us, uh, tell us uh, what uh, what you did before you uh, came to us. Sure. <clears throat> well, you know, my career has always been focused on mission-driven work. Um, so I've done that in different contexts. Um, inside government, inside nonprofits, kind of adjacent to for-profits. Um, so I've sort of uh, weaved in and out of different uh, contexts, but always focused on um, mission. And uh, so I, I got my start actually as a Peace Corps volunteer um, in Jamaica in the late 80s, and then um, really caught the community development bug there. Um, and um, came back to the to the states and began working in um, economic development uh, for the campaign for human development and was uh, starting to learn this thing called community development finance and um, really got excited about that and it was the early 90s um, there was a lot of uh, new organizations being formed um, then along came the CDFI fund. And I think my career in community development finance really um, grew alongside the the CDFI fund. And then, you know, in, in 2014, uh, at the end of that year, I became the director of the CDFI fund after spending um, about 20 years at Capital Impact Partners um, during a very exciting uh, growth period for that organization. Um, spent one of those years inside um, the White House in the Obama administration um, when the, uh, the administration created the Office of uh, Social Innovation. Um, so got a look in, that's where I got my peek inside government and um, realized that a lot of my thoughts about what government was about weren't true um, and kind of caught um, a public service bug and then uh, went to the CDFI fund. And now here I am at LISC. Well, we are delighted to have you uh, with us, and so and excited about what you're you've already done and and what uh, is yet to come. You know, as you reflect on your CDFI fund years um, and the themes that um, that sort of uh, jumped out at you and uh, stayed with you for the time that you were at the fund as it relates to uh, the field. What are the one or two things uh, that you bring with you to this new gig that are themes that um, 
that perhaps you saw at Capital Impact Partners as well as at the CDFI Fund? Sure. That's a great question. Um, you know, one of the things that became very clear to me um, at the CDFI Fund, you know, I, I had a view of the industry from Capital Impact Partners, and, and, and CIP is a national organization, so, <clears throat> you know, I had kind of had a window into what was happening nationally, at least I thought. And then when I got to the CDFI Fund, um, I realized, um, first of all, the richness of this industry and the diversity of business models. So when you're a nonprofit loan fund, you think the whole world is nonprofit loan funds. But actually, um, for-profit banks, minority-owned banks, credit unions, um, and then there, you know, the CDFI model is very resilient. There are new models popping up all the time. There are fintech models now being certified as CDFIs. Um, so I got to see uh, the richness of the field, the resilience of the model, and the power of it. And what I loved was, you know, when I would travel around to different places, it, you know, I went to uh, Kotzebue, Alaska, which is 33 miles above the Arctic Circle. And I went down to see the Colonias um, in McAllen, Texas. And I was, you know, in the middle of the country in South Dakota and North Dakota, and in places like New York City, Bay Area, Washington, D.C., um, in the South. Um, in the Mississippi Delta, and it doesn't matter where you go, wherever you see CDFIs, the model works. So we do have something precious here, um, and I think our biggest challenge is to figure out how we can move beyond being 1% or slightly less than the financial services sector. Like, how do we get this model bigger? And so that's, um, that's something that I thought a lot about, and, you know, the other thing that I think is really important to say about CDFIs, and I think we can't say this enough, um, the work that we've done has proven that communities and people that, you know, traditional inst financial institutions um, and, the, and probably the general public think that these communities are less credit worthy, and we have proven that they're not. Um, and, you know, even the risk profile, if you look at um, how CDFIs perform, you know, risk-wise, um, we, do, we don't lose, we really don't lose more money than traditional banks. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important that we have shown that the people in places that have been underserved are creditworthy. Yep, absolutely. Um so what uh, what attracted you to LISC? So, you know, being inside the CDFI fund and, and working at that scale, um, I, I really enjoyed. And I enjoyed the systems level thinking that you have to do um, in a role like that where, you know, when you're making decisions, you have to think about the implications from a much broader perspective. And I, uh, I liked wrestling with systems level change. And um, so for my next opportunity, I wanted it to be on a platform that um, had as much scale as possible. 
Um, and, you know, so uh, LISC certainly with 35 offices and, and growing and the rural LISC network and the, the comprehensive strategy, all of that was really attractive to me. But the other thing that was really important to me is I wanted to go more toward my roots um, rather than away from them. And that meant trying to find an organization that was, was both trying to work on scale an impact and and had deep roots in communities and um, I wanted to be um, I wanted my work to feel more closely aligned I wanted to feel the the ground level impacts um, more um, and so that kind of led me it kind of led me in in one direction um, so so yeah so here I am and it's a dream come true to be able to put all these things together. Well, we're excited. Um, as you think about what you have been working on, which is primarily um, in the Bay Area and the incredibly exciting uh, work that we have there in one of the most um, dynamic and, frankly, fragile uh, economies in the country, uh, both at the same time. Uh, what, what's your, uh, what's, what, what are the lessons there for you? Um, sure. That, that, that we need to make sure we internalize here as a, as a company. Yeah. Well, first of all, it was a stroke of very good luck um, that timing-wise it worked out for me to come out here and do a deep dive into a local office um, because I think that it will help inform my work as, as COO. Um, so I'm grateful for that. But I'm also grateful to be in this particular spot because um, this is where a lot of things are um, exacerbated. So income inequality, um, homelessness, um, issues of uh, gentrification, um, racial equity, all of these are heightened in this market. So in some ways, it's a, it's a really hard market to work in because of that. But it's also a very abundant market. Um, there, you know, folks here in this market, particularly in the corporate world, are waking up to the situation, probably because it's so often it's right in front of them because homelessness is so visible. Um, in this market um, that, you know, people see it. It's not, um, it, it's not pushed off, you know, into, into remote corners of the city. It's out and people have to walk over um, or through homeless encampments. Um, and so, um, so I think that, that um, the, I, I think that what it, what, what we see here is um, sort of tells us what our work has to be going forward. And if this is where the, our economy, if this is the edge of innovation and the edge of our economy and, you know, a market that's, that's performing tremendously well in some ways, then it's pointing also to very deep-seated social problems that, um, that are going to require um, a different approach, I think, to um, how our economy functions. 
And so I think you, what you see out here is a lot more attention to, um, well, first of all, homelessness and um, what are, I think that gone are the days, fortunately, when we're only looking at for one strategy or, or two strategies. People are, are coming to understand that um, this is a very complex problem that requires um, uh, multiple solutions. So, you know, we, so we see uh, players like Kaiser Permanente um, and Genentech, um, um, you know, investing in our fund, but a group like Kaiser that's a health organization um, that sees that, um, that this is impacting health outcomes and so wants to invest in housing as a strategy to uh, produce better health outcomes. So I think that there's um, there's a lot of innovation that's happening here, but I think it, it what we also need to be very intentional about um, going deeper in our strategies um, and getting to the root of um, the problems that are are creating um, the the unequal outcomes that we're seeing. We're we're uh, really grateful that you're having this uh, opportunity, frankly, as the way in which you're entering LISC, because I think the uh, the lessons for the Bay Area and for the company or the family of companies as a whole that you will get and internalize and help us internalize uh, are going to be really useful moving forward. And... Um, we're jumping into 2020 after having uh, what looks like our biggest year on record in terms of uh, investing last year. I mean, the year before last was the biggest year up to then, and it looks like we actually exceeded that uh, last year with some somewhere around $1.6 billion of uh, investments uh, across the country uh, that we uh, have made which is terrific, but uh, as you know, given the, the size of the challenges that the country faces, both uh, metropolitan and rural, uh, is still uh, small and, uh, and yep. uh, requires us if, and others, if we're gonna really help the country solve these big problems, uh, to do more. But, What's your sense? You won't be in the Bay Area forever. I, I, I'm sorry to, uh, oh, and, uh, Maurice, to, to suggest that news to you here. today, but uh, <laughs> as you think about transitioning full-time into the COO uh, role, what's your sense of priorities now? Where do you believe uh, you'll, you'll try to make your mark, if you will, on the company? Yeah, well, this is going to be um, the daunting challenge <laughs> that um, that I I am looking for at this part this time in my career. Um, you know, I think that Lisk has so much promise and so much potential, and um, you know, I, I think that um, that the comprehensive strategy that Lisk takes is really powerful. So um, I think the trick for us is going to be to figure out how we bring um, all of our work into alignment so that we can do even more. So how do you, um, you know, go deeper as we're doing? We're, we're expanding into more and more markets, which means, you know, for national risk, um, you know, we have to be able to 
uh, provide support to those markets and to set them up for success. Um, and so, you know, how are we going to marshal our resources so that we're using them in a way that that uh, brings out the full potential of this model? And so I think that's going to be the challenge is, um, you know, I, I, we want to grow and we want to get to scale, but how do we do that in a way that's sustainable, that builds, um, you know, virtuous cycles that feed off of each other um, and try to eke out um, tensions in the system that hold us back. So that's what that's what I, I hope to work on. And I think that those are, um, you know, those, those are problems that exist anywhere inside a model like ours or in other places in the economy. So I think that we can learn from other places about how to do this better um, and um, really how to get to $2 billion a year. Easy. How in about short 10, order. 10, 10 billion. Yeah, well, year, 10. Right? Well, that's the five year goal, right? <laughs> well, for me, it's a five month goal, but I, I hear you. I hear <laughs> but you. You're, but you're like that. You're. you're <laughs> Uh, this is you're, just you. you're supposed to be like that, and I'm supposed to be the person. Who, <laughs> you're supposed to be the one who actually who says, "Okay." Actually says, "Okay, this is what we can Here's do, or this is what we will do." Thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, um, you know, how can people, as you transition to this new role, how can we, how can uh, your teammates within the company be helpful to you? Um, in your going about trying to do the work that you're articulating now, which is to make sure that as we continue to uh, pursue uh, more impact, that we actually have the capacity to to execute uh, with excellence uh, across the board. How, how can uh, how can folks be helpful to you? I would ask that um, that folks um, listen and um, and bring a beginner's mind to it um, because you know some people have been at Lisk a long time, some people are new. Um, you know, we have a very diverse uh, set of skill sets and people and um, geographies, and uh, so it makes for a lot of variety and. Um, you know, sometimes we can get set in our ways, like, well, this is how it's done here, or um, this is how we've always done it, or we tried that and it couldn't be done. So I would love it if people would bring an open mind, um, listening ears, and a willingness to maybe try things in a new way. Yep. I think uh, those are all attributes that we will need to be great at um, in order for the company to continue uh, its greatness or its path um, uh, to greatness, if you will. Yeah, and and I'll say, um, I'll add quickly after that, that I'm so impressed with the the staff at at LISC, and it's clear that people come here because they are mission-driven, and there's a lot of talent, um, and it's just, it's a delight to be able to work with such great people and, you know, such lovely people. And it's, it's been such a treat to be out here in the Bay Area um, working with a, a really terrific team. 
Well, we thank you for your service out there. Uh, we're eager, obviously, for your um, full immersion in the in the COO role. But we know that, uh, frankly, your time out there is preparing you uh, even more for that role. Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for spending this time with us uh, on this uh, on this podcast and. Uh, Happy New Year, and, and here's to a great 2020 for you and for the company. Yeah, here's to it. Thank you so much, and it's, it's great to be in partnership with you.